The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. In 1280 Zone, we're going to talk to the Booner coming up here. Ron Boone, looking forward to that. Eager to get uh, Ron's thoughts on the Jazz offseason signings they've made and where they go from here. Always good to talk with Ron, for sure. I think uh, David drives Ron nuts. Probably. <laughs> but can you think of a, a, a more well-adjusted human being than Ron Boone to be able to handle that? True. That's, that's, that's a really good point. They do an excellent job. Uh, of course, jazz broadcast. It's a it's a pleasure to be a part of that. Doing pre half and post uh, for those guys, and uh, yeah, Booner. Uh, Booner's a good. I I think he's a good yin to David's yang. <laughs> Don't you? I mean the 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 broadcast has a good vibe to it. I think for that reason. Or would he be the yang to David's yin? However, however I, you want to go, buddy. Yeah, whatever you sure. whatever Isn't you want to do. I think it's yin. yin. Is it? Yin and yang. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd i say Booner would be whatever he wants to be, you know. That's he, true. Whatever Booner wants. It's all good. Yeah. It can be the yin or the yang or the whatever. Okay. So we're, we're hoping to talk to uh, Ron coming up here momentarily. Until we get to him, though, let me ask you this, Gordon. I asked David this question yesterday, speaking of David. Jumped on the show. Outside of Mike... Who's going to be the most impactful acquisition? So, so count Mike Conley out of it because they already he was on the team last year. Acquisition. I understand impactful that, that Rudy Gay is uh, getting up there in years, but I think it, it could very well be him. The most surprising, I would pick the other two. If one of them can rise up and, and capture uh, their best and be better than than what you may have expected then I think that would be between Whiteside and Pascal. And since Pascal is, is younger, if he can be what he seemed to be in his first year and contribute to the Jazz in a way, if the Jazz can develop him in a way that really works, I think he could have a large impact, even though I'm not sure how much time he'll get initially. Okay, so you're probably right. Rudy Gay is probably the answer. But can I make an argument for the other two? Sure, and and part of this, you some of this you've you've hit a little bit, but uh, so it could be Pascal, because if he performs like he did as a rookie, that's more than just kind of your back rotation player like George Niang. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. Well, I just said some of this you may have. No, no, recovered, I know, I know. But what just you're because saying. you railroaded right. the whole topic doesn't mean that I can <laughs> I can't weigh in and 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 talk about okay, it. Okay, so the reason for that. How likely is that? To, I mean, do you believe that could happen? I don't know. I didn't cover the Warriors last year. I'm not sure. Um, but he is—he—he's a versatile guy who's young and maybe brings a little toughness. And I—I yeah. I think that there is need for that on the roster. So and, there's my argument that it could be. Him. And when you watch him play, he—he's strong, and he's got some—he's got some whirling dervish moves, uh, in within 15 feet of the basket that I think could really help the Jazz uh, if, if he can do it consistently. But like Locke told us yesterday, he's not even going to be in the rotation at the beginning of the year, so he might not even play. So that's the <laughs> tough one with that. Never mind. But then my, my argument for Whiteside is that if you can get less of a drop-off when Rudy goes off the floor than you did last year, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative toward Favors because I think he did fine, but if you can get the same or better production when Rudy comes off the floor as last year. That is unbelievably value and you, uh, valuable, and you'd be getting it at a price point that is a fraction of what you had playing that role last year. And I think that can be impactful, and maybe this is a roundabout thing, but you take that money and you applied it to a Rudy Gay or something like that, and you were able to balance out where you're paying your money as opposed to paying $10 million for your backup center. You get the same production, if not better, at a fraction of the price. Great point. And I think that can has the potential to be super impactful too. But then I heard, uh, oh man, I wish I could remember the name, DJ and PK this morning, they had somebody who covered the the Kings whose opinion on Hassan Whiteside was 
Negative. Uh, not great. He left the door <laughs> open to the fact that maybe he can be effective for a short amount of time. But you should have heard him talking about Whiteside running the floor. Holy cow. Talk, talking about him being in molasses and all this stuff. So I think well, it's I, far from a given. But well, you play on a, on a team. Yeah, Matt I'm, George. I'm thank not you, sure. it, it, What's your motivation? Okay, yeah, there's the Kings factor. We we got into that the other day. I got it. But, you know, there's a guy who watched Hassan Whiteside every day for the last year, and he 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 thought he could be good for the Jazz, but he was far from sold. So maybe you don't get Derek Favors like production, and that would be an issue. Okay. Well, can we back this conversation up about Derek Favors? Tell me if the problem was with me. Or with Derek, because first of all, we all love Derek Favors, yeah. right? Here comes the Ebba. and his teammates all love him. But he was nowhere near as good as I thought he would be. Well, in that role. Well, how do you buy into how David described it? That compared to Rudy, anybody's not going to look yeah, good. And that's the other part of it. That's the me. It was at me, right? Because I'm just expecting too much because of watching Rudy and then watching Derek. It was. There were a couple of moments where it was encouraging, but more often than not, it was discouraging. I didn't think he played that badly. I thought, I okay, maybe not bad, but just, I don't know, lacked some juice. See, maybe I was comparing him to Tony Bradley from the year before. <laughs> And I thought I thought he made a, a really extreme difference. So so maybe the answer is somewhat in the middle, and it's us. He you just know? wasn't as good but, as I remember Derek Favors being. See, I always wonder with Derek Favors when we we evaluated his game all along. There was always that in the background that he was such a centerpiece to that trade, and we all expected him to be a cornerstone of the franchise. And that's kind of the the vision that we had for him way back in the day, and that didn't turn out. But his best so, years were impressive. I thought. Okay, impressive, but he was never close to being an all-star. He played out of position, which I give him a, a lot of credit for because he really tried to adjust what he did. What was the best part of his game, do you think? Oh, uh, his honestly, the best part about his game is his hands. Oh, yeah, the guy hands. has vice grips for hands. You just get it in the neighborhood and he's bringing it in. Um you know, defense, rebounding. So in 2014-15, he averaged 16 points a game. In 2015-16, he averaged 16.4 points a game. And in those years, he also averaged eight rebounds, a little over eight rebounds. How many rebounds. minutes a game? Uh, let's see... Uh, 30, right around 30. Yeah, so that's a big difference there. You take away 12 minutes a game, <laughs> and the production isn't going to be like that. Is but it? he was just more mobile. He was more active. He was, he was a better defender back then, in my opinion. Well, maybe some of it's left him physically. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what we expected. I, th I thought he had a pretty good year. I really did. I, had, I thought he had a really good series against the Grizzlies. I guess when you play 13 years in the NBA, maybe, you know, there there is a little bit of a toll that's taken. But if that's true, then Rudy Gay, <laughs> you know, where's he going to be? So. Let's let, let's ask Ron about this, shall okay. we? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get out of the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any, any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at smartrain.net. Of course, you hear him alongside David Locke on the radio call for Utah Jazz Basketball. Basketball. He's the legend, Ron Boone, with us here on the Big Show. What's going on, Booner? Good afternoon, guys. All right, Gordo. Yeah, we're just talking a little favors, Booner. And I got Gordon. Why don't you kind of sum up our conversation Wait, here? What's that? Who in the heck, who in the heck is Gordo? <laughs> Gordon, Gordon, Did you, Gordon, Gordon. Okay. When uh, Booner, when you were co-hosting a show with Gordon, you never went with Gordo, the nickname. You no. never went with that. He had more respect I, than that. I, you know. I, 
I definitely have more respect than that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Booner, we, 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 I better not, I better not let uh, Booner elaborate on anything back then because he might tell stories I don't want anybody to hear. But, uh, but Ron, in, talking about Derek Favors, when he was at his peak with the Jazz, I remember him being such an effective player, and I always felt like if he wanted to be selfish, he could have gotten even more than what he was getting. But when he was averaging 16 points and eight boards. And, and and really having an impact, a positive impact on the Jazz. When he came to the team last year, uh, it it didn't seem like it seemed like some of the gas was out of the tank. Is that a fair thing to say or not? Uh, it's a totally fair thing to say. But you got to remember back then, uh, Derek had good knees. Uh, he, he ran the floor very well, and and uh, he, he he really worked on his his post moves. And back then. And now he just, he just doesn't have those. I mean, he doesn't he can't explode anymore, uh, and and he can't sprint anymore. Um, and so I, I really think that at this time of his career, uh, it was it was probably a good move for for them to to move him uh, because he's just not as good as. Well, let's put it this way: those fourteen, fifteen minutes a game that they were good, but they wasn't as good as, as what we've seen Derek Favors do over the, over the course of his career. So can Hassan, can Hassan Whiteside uh, fill that role more effectively? I, I don't think there's any doubt he can. I mean, the, Hassan Whiteside, uh, he can block shots. Um, you can even post him up to the point where he can, he can score with his back to the basket. Uh, and, and I think I'm not sure about how they're going to use him, if they're just totally going to use him at the center position or if there if there's a big, you know, some teams want to go with the power forward big, can he defend that? But the options that the Jazz are going to have with him, I think is going to be very, very effective. And so, and, and, and just think about this. If Derek Favors was getting 15, 16 minutes a game, um, and just think about how effective was those 15 or 16 minutes, I think, Whiteside will be as effective, or maybe even more effective, uh, which means that Rudy might not need to play, you know, those 33 minutes of ball game, 34, 35 minutes of ball game. He might be able to tone him down to, you know, 30, 32, and to the point where he's well rested in in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Now they were playing Derek, uh, they were playing Rudy in three stints. And that, and that worked very, very well for having Derek Favors out there on the floor. They might not have to do that with, with Hassan Whiteside. Ron Boone is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Just a little aside here, by the way. Did you know that Derek Favors is currently the highest paid player on the Thunder? Is he really? That's kind of, kind of a mind-blowing thing about... Well, they uh, do have 42 first-round picks. Yeah, they are a, a young team. Well, that seems crazy. Well, that's explainable, though, because they've gone in a totally different rebuild direction. And, you know, just having a veteran player like that on the team, you expect him, to, I guess, to make that kind of money. But, boy, oh, boy, they're... 42 draft picks. They have options. Yep. How long is it going to take them to be uh, a very good team in the NBA? So pardon this joke, everybody, but uh, Booner, you and Rudy Gay were teammates once upon a time, right? <laughs> <laughs> what what do you think about adding a vet like Rudy Gay in that role? Uh, when I like it. Um, if that was a move, if that was all they had and the only options they had, then, then I definitely like it. Um, this is a team that had the best record in the NBA last year. Now, how do you maintain that and maybe get a little bit better? How do you pencil in the spots or the positions that were troubling for the Jazz last year? And that's wing players. That is guys that can play off the dribble uh, and, you know, just do other things I think that, that Quinn Snyder would like to have. And I think he, he's going to be he's probably going to do okay. You know, what is he, 35 years old? Um, it looks like he's taking real good care of his body, hasn't had any major injuries here in the last three or four years. And uh, questionable three-point shooting right now. Hopefully that gets better uh, with the fact that the Jazz want to shoot more threes. I know San Antonio, they were not a three-point shooting team. And, and and the fact that the Jazz want to shoot more threes, maybe his percentage will go up and be more effective. 
So, Boomer, what about Eric Paschal? Uh, we know he's friends with uh, Donovan Mitchell, but when I, when I watched film of him his first year, I mean, he was a whirling dervish. He was a, a strong player who could be effective in certain ways, not a great perimeter shooter, but he tailed off a little bit last year. Will he play a role with the Jazz, or will he not even be in the rotation? That, that's a very good question. I, I'm really... Um, worried about I'm, I'm not worried about that or what I, I like you I'm questioning whether what kind of minutes he can get out there on the floor uh, we'll have to see if he fits this system uh, systems do a lot for players in this league and and, and and I'm not I'm bringing up Joe Ingles because he, he's been very good in this system and, and he's probably probably one of the better system players the Jazz have had in quite some time but will he be able to play in, in this system, I think he's very strong. I, I think he's very explosive around the basket. When I first saw him play, I really questioned his jump shot. And i tell you why. Uh, I just didn't think he got his jump shot off quick enough. And his elevation on his shot was, was something that I, I, I said, I just am never – very rarely do you see a guy that jumps that high for, uh, to shoot a jump shot that it is reliable. And so – the question is out. So there's question marks on whether or not he's going to demand minutes or if he's just if the Jazz is going to give him a chance to develop in this system. Booner, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this question. I've asked a few people some similar, but but Michael Conley comes back. You know, he's a free agent. I'm sure he had plenty of other teams that uh, would be happy to have his services. Um, you, you know, we talked Jordan Clarkson elected to come back last year. Rudy Gay, I'm sure, had some other options. Hassan Whiteside said he could have gone back to Portland but chose to come to the Jazz. My, my question is, with these players that want to be a part of it, you know, that have other options but they want to be a part of the franchise, how big a deal is that? I think it's huge, uh, and, and I'm saying that knowing from the years that I've been in this in this organization that I, I really think it's huge that players now uh, thinking, okay, uh, let's go to Utah and play basketball. Uh, I just think that, and, and I like it, and, and I hope that that uh, you know by them coming here, uh, this city gets rewarded with with some with some stellar play from, from those guys, but. Over the years, guys, it, it, it's been puzzling to me that the number of players that, that didn't want to come. Now, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, uh, when you have a, that, that, you know, play as well as they do, the Jazz had such a great system, I mean, great record last year, you know, that's going to have players that want to come here and play. I mean, they, they think they have a chance of winning, have a, a chance of being a part of a championship. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised, but I'm happy that, that guys are looking at Utah now and wanting to come here and play. So, Ron, let me ask you a question that Jake has been asking some of our guests recently. Really curious to know your experience, Ty, uh, from your vantage point, what, you're, what you believe in this regard. Are the Jazz better suited to be more successful this coming season with this particular roster as opposed to last year's quite successful one that fell short in the playoffs. Okay, let's put it this way. I think the Jazz with this roster are a stronger basketball team. Um, now, you look at last season and the number of teams that the Jazz were able to catch uh, with injuries uh, and catching up you know, at the right time. The Jazz didn't really suffer any injuries major injuries anyway until the end of the year. And that's when Donovan and Mike Conley both, you know, were, were was winging it for the most part and really uh, putting themselves out there on the floor knowing that they're hurt and, and uh, just trying to, you know, do, do whatever they can. But uh, the strength of this team now, I think, is stronger than it was last year. Uh, and, and again, guys that can do more in a short period of time out there on the floor – I think it's what's going to be beneficial to the success of this basketball team. Quinn has a pretty good good system, and uh, he'll make Hassan Whiteside, Whiteside uh, a player that you, he'll be able to get the most out of him because of uh, you know he does have some talent levels. Rudy Go, Rudy Gay, I, I, I'm expecting him to come in and. Uh, 
And just think, guys, we didn't have that wing players last year. We didn't have the size. We started two point guards at six foot and six one. Uh, and now we have a first round pick that's going to be six four, three six four. That's that's can do a lot with the basketball. But we didn't have those wing defenders, those wing guys that can handle the basketball to make plays out on the floor. So to answer your question, I think this is going to be a, a better year for the Jazz. But I'm not saying that they're going to have a better record or as good of a record because of COVID last year and the, the fact that so many teams. Were had some injury problems when the Jazz met them. How do you think uh, Russell Westbrook's going to work playing next to LeBron? Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is. I worry about that. I really worry about that, and I just don't think that that. Uh, I just don't think he he gets assists, but does he make his teammates better? I mean, does he does he think that he has to take over a basketball game? Can he get? Uh, you know, I've, I've analyzed this and I'm watching, I'm trying to figure it out, and I don't think we're going to see anything good happen with this with the, with the Lakers early in the season. They're going to have to try to figure that out. Does LeBron James take a backseat to Russell Westbrook? Um, now, I could be wrong. All of us could be wrong. And maybe he could step in there and all of a sudden they're running away with in the Western Conference. But when I, when, I, when I heard that and when I saw that and I saw that move, and I'm thinking, now this is a team that is definitely not going to average a triple-double, that's for sure. But if this is a team, but I just don't think he's going to make his teammates better, not like what Brian James can do. So to wrap up. I, just, I, don't, think, I don't think it's a good fit. I, I don't really either. Don't. I don't know. I agree with you. Yeah, I think we all agree. Yeah. Yeah. Booner, uh, to wrap this thing up, I have a question for you, and then I have a question for Jake. Oh, boy. But uh, I, first of all, I need to ask you, did you see that J.R. Smith is petitioning to play college golf? This is a cool story. Yeah. This is a great story. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought it was absolutely great. I mean, he's going back to college, right? Yep. Uh, North Carolina a and I believe, right? Right. North Carolina a and And why not? You know? So what? He's... 40 years old, you know, <laughs> but he's a student. So I, I was, I, I was happy to see that. I know he played a lot of golf, especially when he was at Denver, because I used to go try to play a golf course that he used to play all the time. And they said, well, J.R. Smith was here yesterday, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but I was happy to see that. And hopefully he has some, some success, you know, in playing. And maybe he'll get a full ride huh, out of a scholarship. <laughs> I, I I just thought Booner is your college eligibility up. I mean, <laughs> maybe you should do that. Huh? And then, uh, guys, I, I found out last weekend. I, I had to go to Nebraska, and I, I don't know if you guys know, but I had a sister pass away, oh. and so I had to go. To, I had to go to Nebraska, and and then I came back in summer league here, and then I went to Vegas uh, last weekend for, for retired players association deal, and and. I played a couple of golf courses down there with those guys, and you really find out when you're playing a lot of how good you really are, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> I wasn't very good. You know? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going the other direction. <laughs> I had a good time, but <laughs> well, I, I hear you're good enough still to whoop up on our guy Tim Lacombe. That is so easy. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that was easy. That was easy. Okay, the other thing is, Jake, do you, do, you, do you know that Booner's middle name is Bruce? Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, RBB. You know, it, yeah, my aunt, God bless her soul, my mother is the youngest of eight kids, and she's the youngest, and my she let my aunt name almost all of our brothers and sisters. From Donald Ray to Ronald Bruce to Ernie Diori to Audrey Marie, and I mean, to just so my kids don't have middle names because of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And my last comment, my last comment, Booner, is this. And, and Jake, I want I want to get your thought on okay. it because I, I tease Ron about this all the time. But I have five daughters; they're all five da- grown adult daughters who happened to think that Ron Boone may be the most handsome man on the planet. 
Should, wow. should I should I get their eyesight checked or what? What do you think? <laughs> nah, Booner's a good looking guy. What are you yeah. talking about? I'm, got good taste. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they never say that about me. They never say I'm good looking, so their eyesight's probably pretty good. But anyway, Booner, it's always fun having you on the show, man. Thanks. Take care, guys. Hey. I, I know that this is the time of year when you're we're, we're all second guessing moves and you know what we're going to look like and and. Camp starts what in about a month? Yeah, four or five weeks. Wow. Yeah, Joe Ingles. Yeah, is about a month. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Joe Ingles. Speaking of Joe, rumors about Joe Ingles that I know that there was. I know you guys have to go. You got no, to go to break. No, you're good. Okay. Uh, and, and you're talking about Joe Ingles and the rumors that he's that that he was going to be traded and all this kind of stuff. And and I just like to say this. And it's about Joe. I mean, very few players. Joe Ingles, um, you can say Michael Jordan and, and Kobe Bryant, and you can probably name a lot of them, get a, a chance to play on the same team throughout their whole career. So with rumors floating around that Joe Ingles is going to be traded, um, you know, that's just part of the NBA. I mean, it's, it's the business. We all like Joe. Uh, hopefully he doesn't get traded because I really think that he is he's a part of this system. When I say system, I mean there are players in the league that are system players that really play well in this system. They go somewhere else and 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 all of a sudden they're not as good as they thought they were. And I hope that Joe, you know, is able to. I hope that he, they don't move him. In other words, I I, I kind of like him. I kind of like him in this system. You know, that's true. And not only that, Booner, as a player on the floor fitting into the system, but also mm-hmm. as you as you may or may not know, he is he comes on with DJ and PK every once a week, every morning. Yeah. And he's done done that for what has it been now, Jake, seven years? Yeah. Uh, and, it's, yeah. Been and he never misses. I mean, he goes out yeah. of his way to do it. And you know as an NBA yeah. player, Booner, yeah. that, that's a hard thing to do. And so he's connected with the community as well. You know? yeah. That's a great that's a great point, uh, Gordon. Uh, and the fact that not only is he connected, that people love him in, in this community. So uh, and, and that plays a big part in, in, in a guy's being able to stick around for so long. How about Adonis Haslam? Yeah. Did you see where he just signed for one more year? What, 19 years? Wow, He's amazing. Been, and and all, all of those have been with the, the Miami Heat, good in the community, uh, good for the franchise and all that kind of stuff. It's just great having guys like, like that around in, uh, in a franchise. And Joe, obviously, he fits that mode for sure. Well, Booner, it's always a real pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on, and so sorry to hear about your sister. Our, our best to your whole yeah, family. Yeah. Thank you very much, and I'm glad you guys got to talk to me. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. The great Ron Boone uh, with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Of course, you're hearing with David on the Jazz Broadcast. And, yes, we are a bit over, but when Booner has something to say, Gordon, we, something to say. we just get out of the way. Indeed. We He's, just let him go. I have fond memories of uh, – Getting up every morning and doing a show with, with Booner way back in the day. That was okay. Can I ask you? DJ this? was there too. Was was Booner a morning so, person? I well, Booner just like he was. He was always you know he's Booner. I mean, okay, the, so he's pretty consistent that day. way. Because yeah. when I produced in the morning show, I was not the same person. I am not a morning person. So I, I give somebody a tremendous amount of credit, like DJ and PK, by the way, who can. You know, navigate those waters because that ain't easy. I was a zombie half the time. I know. I don't yeah. blame you. I was too. Anyway, so yeah, anybody yeah. that can can be, you know, if Booner could be Booner at five a.m., good on him because not everybody can do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Although we're all a little more lively at five a.m. on the golf course, right? That is true. That is true. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. We've got the Not Sports Port at uh, at four fifty. Save on Scarver, uh, the Aggie. Great returner will uh, join us coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. So yeah, stay look forward tuned for to that. that. Yeah. It's a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. All brand new.
Joe Ingles joining us. You told us you wanted a medal. So I'm curious, in the middle of that game, knowing how bad you wanted it, was it just another basketball game or was it a different deal because you knew what was at stake every minute of the game? It was probably the most different feeling I've had in a basketball game, if that makes any kind of sense. All time playing for a medal, whether that be the semifinal or a third, fourth game, we were 0-11. We built this thing for 12 years. Obviously, the goal was to win a gold medal. And once we lost the semifinal to the U.S., I think what we've struggled with in the past is the mental part between losing that game and in 36 hours having to back it up to still play off for a medal. And the guys that have been there those last few campaigns, there was just no way we were going to lose. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for a Cougars at 30 update. And uh, Coach Kalani Sataki talks about how his guys have a lot of homework to do during camp with the new install. I think we have a lot of young guys in terms of roster years, but they, they still have some good, valuable experience. And the, the key is that everybody learns at their own pace, so we just need to hurry it up a little bit. And it's not, not a very patient world when you're dealing with with coaches, but we have to utilize all the time. And so the next little, to answer your question, we have to ramp it up a little bit more. And sometimes you drown them with so much install that it's hard for players to, to really play and let loose because they're thinking so much. This Cougars update brought to you by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Summer LASIK Sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. Davis Vision. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day, with no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. College football right around the corner. The Utah-BYU game not far off. Gordon, what, week two? Yep. Um... Coach Witt, and I got to imagine this was down at uh, Pac-12 Media Day, uh, but it was just recently released. Uh, Coach Witt did an interview on uh, Fox Sports. Yes, I saw it. And mm-hmm. was asked about the rivalry. He was. Or a rivalry, I guess I should put it that way. <laughs> should we hear, hear what, yeah, uh, the listen. question and answer from and Coach Witt? You want to warn BYU fans? That, nah, they'll be fine. Okay. Here we go. Can you tell us three nice things about your rival? Uh, who's our rival? We got rivals in conference. We got rivals out of the conference. Uh, you you know, doggone well. I'm talking about BYU. Oh, that, uh, the in-state game. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, well, it's it, the dynamic has changed so much. Really? Yeah, because uh, you know they're no longer in the same conference. We were in the same conference for ever, you know, right. 60, 70, 80 years. I can't remember what it was, but but uh, so it's changed, and and we've started to develop a, a little bit of a rivalry with uh, USC, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Arizona State. I mean, there's just been some some things that are starting to uh, materialize inside the Pac-12, and so uh, that's why I asked that question. But I get you, Coach. But uh, yeah, let's skip to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> so I because I don't know how to address it. I don't know which way to go with it. <laughs> he doesn't know how to address it. He doesn't know which way to go with it. You know what? I I I honestly find. I don't know if anybody would say Kyle Whittingham is funny. I don't know. I don't, you know, like He's clever. But but he has a subtle way to tweak the rivalry that is hilarious. And uh, who's our rival? And and Ute fans always when we always bring this up, like his subtle digs. Ute mm-hmm. fans always say he's not taking a dig. He doesn't care about BYU. And then BYU fans get upset at the dig. And I think that's the genius of the joke. Is no, that doggone well, I'm talking about BYU. It's oh, so uh, dismissive, but yet. The instinct. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember back when Utah was getting ready to play T, uh, BYU, one of the Taysom Hill years, and BYU? I think it was the year that BYU beat Texas, and they were running the ball so well. And he just went on about BYU being a run team. He talked about oh, how they're just a fine run team now, taking a dig at the the 
the passing reputation of BYU teams of old, essentially giving them a compliment, but at the same time, like, well, you're not as good as you used to be. Like that, that kind of. Di- I mean, it's just brilliant, really, and hilarious. He has his way. He does. Have he, his I way. mean, he did that when Bronco Mendenhall came to BYU or was elevated to the head coaching position after uh, Kyle decided one coach at Utah. Remember how he used to make fun of that three-three-five uh, defense? He always thought it was gimmicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a way of just saying it that just, you know, those two never really seemed to. to uh, oh, I don't think they liked each other. Yeah. You you both have seen this video, right? That yeah. we just played. Yeah. He's holding back a laugh the entire time he's talking. Oh, he right. knows exactly what he I mean, says. Yes, he he's brilliant at it. But, he but, is. but the thing is, there's truth in what he says. You know. There is not. BYU is Utah's rival. Yeah. Don't, I mean. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it was a perfect setup for him to say, well, we're rivals with USC. What a compliment to the, to the Utes. To us. <laughs> right, right. Because, you know, we have, a, we have a real rivalry with USC. Oh, oh you mean, that UCLA thing? Oh, yeah, real. But we have that rivalry well, with them. And he mentioned Carl Durrell or uh, Colorado. I asked Carl Durrell at Pac 12 Media Day if he felt like the Utes in Colorado were rivals or if it was forced. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty forced. Yeah, nobody cares <laughs> I mean, about Colorado. You asked, said that too. Yeah, yeah. It just basically, yeah. We, no. Yeah, like, that, we don't, that's we that's don't totally bogus. And so, I like that he calls it a, the, oh, the in game, in state game. In state yes. game. Or he, but in state game, the way he said it, it was like Weber, uh, yeah, S U U Dixie. I didn't take it quite like that, but it was kind of like, oh yeah, that kind of minor little thing that but we do. It's it's so much more funny than Urban calling it the team down south, yes. right? But it, it's it's still kind of disrespectful, but it definitely is in a playful, yes. kind of way. Where it's like it's like when you give your yeah, boys garbage. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not. It's not putting BYU urinal cakes into the urinals. It's it's much more subtle and I think creative and hilarious. But than he that. knows it's a perfect matching of of uh, wit's wit and and uh, addressing it to a an in-state rivalry that is pretty intense. And remember, Kyle played at BYU. Yeah. He knows everything right. about the way things work in Provo, and he certainly is familiar as an architect. Of the success at Utah, so he he knows where that nerve is, and when he gets that was almost like a lob right. coming right at him, and he saw it coming and decided, all right, I'm taking this out of the park, and I'm going to have a whole lot of fun doing it. But BYU, and it, that ticks off BYU fans even more. The only other time I've really seen Wit be really funny, I shouldn't say the only other time because I, I I don't know, but but I was covering the Utah UCLA game when they won down there when UCLA missed the field goal to lose it. You remember what game I'm talking? The the uh, bowl eligible game or yeah. you know, bowl on three bowl eligible or whatever that game, and in the in the post game press conference. Dirk Facer asked Coach Wit some question. He, he dug up a stat, and and Coach Wit goes, "Where'd you dig up that one, Dirk?" <laughs> Dirk Diggler, get it, get it, and he started laughing. It was like, did Coach Witt just make a Boogie Nights joke? Because I think he, he did. did. Yeah. I think that just happened. Yeah, especially since uh, he was referring to a porn star in the movie. Well, it played us. Was that? I, don't, it, it, I think he was just making. I think he was. A, it was a play on Dirk's name, Dirk I, Diggler. I, I understand. Would you dig that up, Dirk? Diggler. But couldn't he go with Dirk Nowitzki? But that, but he dug up a stat. It's the dig part. Dirk yeah, he, Diggler. He didn't Nowitzki a stat. Yeah, <laughs> he dug it up. Yeah, but still, I mean, not but still. That that's why it makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I think Whittingham has a sense of humor, and I think it could be. You know, it's funny. It reminds me a little bit of of Lavelle Edwards, because Edwards was known as, uh, for having a certain demeanor. But when he, when he wanted to slice somebody up, he could do it, and he was quick with it. And I think uh, Kyle's the same way. Very intelligent, very smart, uh, and, and knows where to place the knife. Urban's way was Pee Wee Herman, and <laughs> Kyle Whittingham's way is more like Oscar Wilde humor. So, so do you think that Urban's way was meaner? 
It was very kindergartenish. It, yeah. it was it was meaner. It was more meaner, more me, meaner. Yeah, it was juvenile. Me, it was meaner, but but really, Kyle's is more effective. And and what it should be about, good fun, clean trash talk, <laughs> but trash talk nonetheless. I think Urban's was more about his own team. I think Kyle's more participating. I think the the like team down south thing was a like disrespecting the rival to. Well, that, that's motivate your own guys. That's a playoff of Ohio State, what they called uh, Michigan, the team up north. Yeah, right. Know? So that's what he's used it I everywhere think. he's gone. Yeah. But the but the the thing I think it's more it, that was less about BYU and more about his own players. I think Kyle's is being playful in the rivalry. I oh, see he, the difference. Yeah. He certainly understands the comprehensive nature of the whole you know the whole ball of wax. But certainly Urban doing it to other schools proves that it wasn't about his particular dislike for another school. It was about had to be about something internal, right? That he wanted to motivate his guys cuz rivalries are a big deal and are part of what made college great and probably a big motivation for players. Where'd you dig up that stat, Dirk Nowitzki? <laughs> Dirk Diggler. What's what's Kyle doing watching those R-rated movies anyway? Oh, he had them from Clean Flicks. <laughs> Isn't that illegal now? Yeah, I don't think he can do that. Maybe he watched it on an airplane. How co- how come it's legal on an airplane, but it's not legal uh, for someone to scrub? You mean to edit it? Yeah. Uh, do they play edited versions on airplanes? I didn't think they did. No, they don't. You know what? I discovered that first person because I was really uncomfortable. I picked one of their movies that they have to rent there, and a particularly racy scene came up that, I, hey, uh, my credit, I didn't know it was coming. And six rows but behind you I'm is not engaged. Ki- I'm not kidding. No, I looked around. I absolutely was like, jeez, who's around me? What is... I mean, there's, I'm there's no, a row of nuns behind you. Yeah, I'm no prude, but... I've heard, I've heard them bleep out words on a plane. On those personal movie things? I think that, so. Where you have a headphone? Where you have a headset, yeah. Jack? I don't think so. I'm not 100% sure. Really. No. Well, well they, don't, they don't now. If they did at some point, they certainly don't now. And they certainly don't... Jake's got strip tees going, and there's Boy Scouts in the row next <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, strip teases on the screen, but yet the, the audio in my ear, they bleep out the F word. Good work. That'll fix it. That'll, let's, let's protect the... So what's the raciest movie you ever watched on a plane? I don't know. I, you know what? Man, I, we're out of time. What was the movie I was watching? That was it was a comedy I was watching, and it had a couple of scenes. This is us. You ever seen that with Paul Rudd? Oh uh, no, no, or, no. Is, this is, is forty. This is forty. That's that, what that it was. That can get pretty. And it has <laughs> a scene or two that has that that is He's definitely like a, rated yeah. R. Yes. And I was looking around, going, "Jeez, on a plane? On a plane? Well, I mean, that's, we that was the story. With, Where you been? With, with, with nudity? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. You can't do that on a plane. They do it. And I, that's how we started this. I said I found that I out know, the hard I heard way. What you said? <laughs> Where'd you find that movie, Dirk Nowitzki? You say that one more time, I'm going to come in there and punch you. <laughs> I'm drawing the line right here, fellas. <laughs> the Not Sports Board is I'm next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The Top 60 and 60 is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at 1.30 as the Zone counts you down to the start of the 2021 season by listing off the top 60 players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the Top 60 and 60, weekdays at 1.30. Presented by Cypress Credit Union and ICON on your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys. Jake here for my friends at Zero Res. And listen, we all love our pets, but sometimes they're a little trouble and getting rid of those pet smells and stains are very difficult. You know what I'm talking about. Traditional carpet cleaners often address the carpet surface, but getting deep down, yes, sometimes even into the pad, they never do. Well, Zero Res can actually solve the pet smell problem, whether it's just on the surface or if it's that unfortunate accident that seeped deep down into the padding. The Zero Res pet treatment process is designed to remove the odors, not just cover them up. And of course, Zero Res is the best in carpet cleaning when it comes to their powered water technology. They 
just want you to try them out. And they're going to give you an incentive with a terrific deal. Check this out. Uh, give them a call. Tell them Jake from the Zone sent you. You're going to just pay $33 per room. You're going to get the fourth room for free. Plus... 50 bucks off any pet treatment. So call them today, 801-288-ZERO. That's 801-288-9376. Or schedule online, ZeroRezSaltLake.com or up north, ZeroRezDavisWeber.com. It's ZeroRez. All coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your Ute update here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's hear from Lewis Powell, the defensive line coach, talking about Mika Tafua. He is awesome. Yeah, he's a hard worker. He's a great leader. He's one of the best leaders we've had here in a while. And, and uh, he doesn't only show on the field, but off the field, he's a good leader. And he's compelling. He doesn't only care about what he's doing. He wants to get others along with him. We're excited for his junior year. This update brought to you by The Warehouse. Join us, The Big Show, tomorrow at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low, it'll blow your mind. It's The Warehouse. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show. Time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Let's go up in the air for a minute, and then I'll get to the real story on the Not Sports Report. I went to United Airlines, and according to their site, it says most films have been edited for airline use. Okay. Is that so, are the you general saying, viewing or the personal viewing, does it say? No, that's, that's for what's on the, the screen on the backs of huh. uh, so this this, it, happened, it, this happened to me. Are you saying it, this it didn't does happen say, to me? It does say, and maybe it varies from airline to airline, but it says, however, customer discretion is still advised. Customers are also welcome to view their own content as long as they are able to show that the programming has an MPAA rating of R or less. So, anyway, I guess maybe if you have your own device, you might be able to... Well, it happened to me yeah. on an airplane, Gordon. I'm, I'm not making it up, I promise. Yeah, I didn't think you were. All right, so uh, this is sort of a strange story, Jake, that you brought to my attention. Apparently, an Ohio woman has married a man who was convicted of killing her brother in the 1980s. And the couple exchange vows while he's on house arrest awaiting a retrial. The woman's name is Crystal. The man's name is John. They began their courtship when she wrote him a letter saying that she forgave him for killing her brother in 1987. Uh, she, uh, and then the, uh, uh, what's his name, did I say? John. John said, I wrote her a letter back, and I said, I didn't do it. Take a look at this stuff. And he, he said, I believe in God, too, and I know things about it, but I didn't do it. She believed him, I, I'm assuming, and they got married. That, that is a hard thing to fully grasp. I, I mean, let's say you had had a sibling. I don't want to use Mac, your brother, as an example because that'd be horrible to do. But let's say you had an imaginary brother named Pat or something, and someone killed him, and then and then later, so you 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 were tempted to marry the guy who killed him. I was tempted to marry the guy, or your sister. Say it that way. Still a guy, I'd be now married. an imaginary sister. <laughs> okay, an imaginary sister. Either way, that seems like it'd be a real stretch. <clears throat> okay, so if it were me, I'd be thinking, you know what? I still really love this guy, but <laughs> there is the chance 
that he is guilty of killing my brother. Indeed. Like, that, like that's always going to be there. Retrial, no retrial, dig into it, don't dig into it. It's always going to be there. Did this person kill my brother? I don't know how you would get over that. And and I would I would think, you know what? There are a lot of fish in the sea that have no connection to my brother's death. So alleged I, or not, I, you know, alleged, alleged, not alleged, whatever. There's there's just too much of a connection here to the death of my sibling. I'm going to find somebody the else. The county prosecutor's office thinks it has a solid case in this retrial. And they told one news outlet that it has evidence that the guy asked a friend to dispose of the gun that killed the brother. Now, the, 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 uh, the accused, uh, his attorneys have argued that evidence points to uh, him, the, the, her brother having taken his own life. Even so, all of this, Jake and Gordon, don't you marry the family when you marry somebody? Yeah. How are you going to take him around yeah. to family gatherings? No. And no. Just, just find. I tell this guy, just find somebody. There's somebody or else. Get a out dog. There. Yeah, or some, dog. something. And then there's a picture. This is in the New York Post. The, the lead says uh, they both said I do after he said I didn't do it. <laughs> and there's a picture of the two of them having a very. Uh, Aggressive kiss. So what happens if Which they... is fine at amusement parks, but not... Right, Gordon? Uh, I, I just think, you know, the man who killed your brother, that seems like... I mean, that's a little more than uh, than a kiss in the line for the wild bows. See, <laughs> see what do you do if... if <laughs> what do you do if 10 years down the line... He's sitting down for your morning breakfast and coffee, and he goes, you know, honey, I've got something to tell you. <laughs> I did it. I I really did. I did it. Like, th- there's at least a possibility gotcha. that that's going to happen. Like, hey, I know I said I didn't, but I did. How are those eggs coming? How are you going to react to that? Not well. Not well at all. And then now, he'll have to kill you because he's just admitted to it and— now, now here I know we're up against it, uh, Austin. I'm really sorry, but but if if you were courting Lisa, and obviously you two were deeply in love, but there was like a one percent chance she might be a murderer. Would a that one percent? A one percent chance. And, and, well, that, this is a lot higher. It than is, 1%. but I'm just this just for my my just mind game here. Well, so there was a one percent chance. One like, percent chance is one percent too many, considering <laughs> I've given her a lot of reasons to probably want to just right. Of I me. think of it too. Yes, exactly. You think like, okay, if we get married, there is going to be some stuff about me that is going to irritate her. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a a one percent chance she might be a murderer, I probably ought to think twice about this. Let alone if she, if, if, if whoever it was, mar- killed a sibling. Right. That's not e- exactly. This this woman should just just find somebody else. I'm with Austin. Get a dog. You're gonna be fine. Uh, stay a tuned. Parrot something. Savon Scarver is gonna join the show next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.